Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Derek, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Greg Gianforte. See, Greg, I, I knew we could depend on Derek. He probably knows the guy. I was the press secretary for the United States Senate, one of the United States senators from Montana in 2006, so I've been there a bit. See, what did I tell you? Derek is the insider's insider's insider. Derek, how are they, gonna, how are they going to um, enforce this ban? Against TikTok in Montana, it's you can't use it. If if if, if Governor Jiney signs this, how are they going to um? How are they going to enforce it? Governor Jiney, um, theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, there are uh, portals, nodes to access the internet all across the country, and in again, theoretically, the government could a state government could control what passes through those. Nodes. Realistically, they probably won't because they're owned and operated by private companies. So this is what would fall under the mostly symbolic thing. I'm not sure what the penalty would be if they arrest you for cow tipping or whatever goes on. in it's cow tipping and meth are the two big pastimes in Montana. Uh, <laughs> you, you uh, and they search your phone and find TikTok on it. Theoretically, I suppose you'd be grandfathered in if you had had it before this became law, but if you downloaded it afterwards, um, somebody would have to be charged. It'd have to be a punishment. Realistically, there's no way to enforce this. This is more symbolic than anything else, but it is to send a message that, uh, hey, kids, you probably don't want to give our enemies an oppo research file on everything because while it may not seem like a big deal when you're 17 years old, when you're 35, you might, I don't know, be embarrassed by some of the nude pics you sent back and forth on your phone or what have you. So ultimately, I suspect that this is unenforceable, and uh, that's it. I mean, I guess you could also go to Apple and Google and say, you know, geographically, you know where your users are, and within this geographic region, you have to remove it from your app store, and so it's not available for download. They could do think, that. I, but I don't I think, think a I think state Google has and Apple the, would go go chase yourself. I don't think a state has the power to regulate that. I don't think they have the power to do it, but that doesn't stop any. I want to see the first arrest. I want to see the first arrest for TikToking. <laughs> I got arrested for TikToking. What are you in for, pal? <laughs> Murder you. <laughs> I did a 30-second dance video of me flossing. I put TikTok in the soup. (laughs) They caught me. Oh, boy. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We are going to come back. Derek Hunter is here with us. The gang is here. Avery's here. Diego's here. Scott's here. We need a woman. We need a woman. That's what I've heard. We need a woman. I'll identify as a woman. (laughs) Okay. We need women. On the show because we are. We need a women. Wait, God, that just shows how much touch we have. Yeah, it is actually. 
And Derek even knew who it was. Did you use the dance of this one? No. I... No. No. Well, you can do it now. James Golden, a.k.a. Slender, we're coming back right after this. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Now you're going to say you don't remember this song. I don't remember this song. It's from like 1984 or 5. It sounds like something they left off the soundtrack to Beverly Hills Cop because it sucked. Might have been a soundtrack for Beverly Hills Cop. What in the... Who in the... (laughs) Is this like a new ad for Budweiser or something? Seriously, who is, what is this? You don't know this song. No. Uh, so is it, is it Audio Abortion by uh, Michael Jackson Impersonator? <laughs> Hang on, so I gotta whip out the chart positions and everything here. Alright. Who is it? Scritty Politti. What the hell is a Scritty Politti? I you never heard of Scritty. I know You knew it's like the most obscure Howard Jones song that's ever existed. It's from 1985. Because it didn't suck. <laughs> Enough okay, of that. Could you make this one? Could you make? Could you sing this one, Derek? Because you can. You're always, Thank you. you no, I have no the... idea what this is. I, I wouldn't make this one. I'd, I'd jump off the roof first. I'd kick my own ass. I'd probably if I tried to make this song, I would die in a hail of Aquanet before I even got there. Asphyxiation by Aquanet. <laughs> All right, let's get to some issues here. The, the the issues. Clarence Thomas. So now Clarence Thomas, one of these this 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 by the way, this bunch, this Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Mm-hmm. I remember when they first came out. It's a bunch of Clinton hacks that started this thing. And so that just just tell you anything that they do, just look at it through that lens. I don't know whether it's still the Clinton hacks or they've replaced some of the Clinton hacks with the Obama hacks. But it was a bunch of Clinton hacks, uh, citizens for responsibility and ethics, meaning li- citizens for liberalism in Washington. They have filed an ethics something somewhere. They're demanding that the DOJ, the crooked DOJ, and uh, Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice John Roberts, launch an investigation into Clarence Thomas over the lavish trips Yawn that he received over a period of years. Yawn paid for by Harlan Crow. Yawn. And worse, Clarence Thomas had the nerve to sell some of his real estate that he, I guess his mother's estate or something, he sold some houses, sold some of his property to Mr. Crow. And I guess that, you know, selling property, selling your own property to somebody that you know 
somehow or another violates ethics. Friendship. Friendship is forbidden unless uh, you know, you're a uh, a brony, one of those grown men who like the uh, My Little Ponies. Friendship is magic. Otherwise, friendship is forbidden. By the way, just to uh, give you a little bit of background, the guy had never had any business before the Supreme Court, so they were just literally friends, which is, again, a confusing concept to the left. But Crew, back in 2004, guess who became the chairman of the board of directors of Crew? Who? Your old pal David Brock. Media well, well, well. for America. I don't know if he's still there, but he essentially bought the organization. He had so much money. Selling out is a, a very lucrative pastime. And so he was, in addition to being with Media Matters, was a crew and all of his other adventures. So, yeah, you can see how it might be uh, looked at with a little bit of a jaundiced eye, that, not by MSNBC or most of the left-wing media outlets, but by normal human beings would smell what you usually get on a farm. Uh, as they read this story, but they don't give you these sorts of details. So these are the people that are not concerned that Joe Biden may have been, and his family have had an influx of money from Ukraine, from China, and they don't wonder what the Bidens are quote-unquote selling. But we're supposed to all have our panties in a wad because Clarence Thomas sells some of his own property to a friend. And nobody's saying, you know what, he's got a a small patch of land, it's worth maybe $10,000, and suddenly this guy gave him a half a million dollars for it. Nobody's alleging that. It's um, all on the up and up. They're just telling you that it happened, but they're doing so while maniacally twisting their mustache in a dimly lit room from below so that they look evil and they can try and infer and imply all sorts of... uh, Bad things, but then in order to bribe somebody, you have to have business before them. And the guy's never had business before the Supreme Court, so it, like it's the worst bribe ever. Besides, he's a donor, and the donor and he's to known what? him for like forty years. Like that's, right, good lord! I mean, look, you and I haven't known each other that long, but I'd, I'd buy you a sandwich, it'd be, you know, bread and lettuce, or whatever. It, we'd hang out, and I'd hook you up, or you'd hook me up, or we'd go to a movie, and one of us would pay. That's just how it is. Now, you extrapolate that to people who have billions of dollars, and, it, well, he bought him expensive gifts. Yeah, to you and me, that's an expensive gift, but if you're sitting on a couple billion bucks, it's the change in your ashtray, if they still make cars with ashtrays, to buy somebody a car, because by the time you finish signing the paperwork, you've earned enough money to cover it. You know, it's it's about perspective, but people can't wrap their minds around these things, and they just see, oh, big money, expensive. I know people who know billionaires. I'm two degrees away from billionaires. And the one billionaire who passed away would fly, I don't know, 40 people out to their ranch in, I think it was Montana, for a week of hanging out, hunting, and just luxury. I've known a few. I know a few billionaires, and I bet you they don't go half. Hey, I got my wallet. Will you pick up the check on this one, James? Or you come on? Home. <laughs> hey, uh, you know. And I bet you, if you you showed up and you're like, "Oh, sorry, I'm five minutes late. My car's acting up. It's just I got to get it to the shop. It's just a bit." There's a decent chance that they'd go. You know what? Here's here. Take the roll. Why isn't 
Lisa just the, just uh, piped in on the uh, on on my on my uh, message account. She says, "Why isn't anybody calling these attacks on Clarence Thomas out as being racist?" Because he's conservative. He's not really. He's not really black. He's he's conservative. Oh, you, Leonard Jeffries, boy, oh boy. Hey, and, not like and, he's, and, yeah, he's the Sun People down there. He's not one of the Sun People. They kicked him out. He's he's the Eclipse People. He's he's not allowed. Kira it's, Davis it's not, has. Not like he was kicked out of the Tennessee legislature or something like that, like a real <laughs> true hero would be for 20 minutes of a formality. Kara Davis, who's a friend, you, you probably know Kara too. Uh, Kara has an article in the, uh, in the Daily Mail today about, about, uh, Hakeem Jeffries has been exposed as lying. He's been exposed as a racist. He's a defender of anti-Semites. And she asked the question, when is he, when is he going to be canceled? Yeah, what right. What I love about the Hakeem Jeffries story is it's a, about an article he wrote defending his racist brother or uh, uncle. Uncle. College professor Leonard Jeffries back in 1992. He wrote this long, like you're going to write a, a, an article. Somebody's attacking your uncle and you're, you're used to his racism. You're raised in it. It's probably, you know, one brother isn't a Klansman and the other one is the head of the NAACP. Probably not a normal family thing that belief systems are all stem from the same branch in the family tree and from the same upbringing. Just some are more than others. And so it expect and it's family. So you go, all right, I'm going to defend my uncle. But he threw in Louis Farrakhan in the article. So you mm-hmm. can't say, look, my uncle's a little misunderstood. My uncle is just one of those guys who gets excited. Maybe he doesn't think about his terms. The, that he uses very very uh, thoroughly. But then you go, and, and then Louis Farrakhan is no anti-Semite. And like, no, wait a second. Farrakhan is unambiguous. You could say that his, that uh, Leonard Jeffries' theories are crackpot and they, they stem from this or whatever. Louis Farrakhan is straight up, I hate the Jews. The Jews are evil. Like, there's no So is Leonard nuance. Jeffries. We played audio of it. We have the clip. Well, yeah, but it's less so. Like, you could... And Not much. Jeffries was less known to any... He's a, a, a college professor in New York. Who the hell knows who he is? We used and, to play... It was before Rush the internet, so people couldn't look this stuff up. But Farrakhan yeah. would proudly go on Morton Downey Jr. and Geraldo and go, I hate the Jews. <laughs> There was no, no ambiguity for it. So you, when you, you could be like, all right, he's just defending his uncle. Look, if my brother said something stupid, I'd defend my brother. But if my, I wouldn't defend my brother and then say, yeah, but you know, and David Duke is a bit of all right too. All right. Let me throw something in the, let me throw something in the mix here. And this may shock you. My mom used, we used to have Louis Farrakhan records at the house when we were kids. Before he went on his whole "I hate the Jews" trip, he was always Lewis, the "I hate the Jews" thing. He just, no, no, he, he, he might wasn't, not have put Derek. it on record, but he was. There was never a point where he's like, you know what, the Jews are Derek. Right. Derek, not true. Hmm. D- Derek, when he was, when he was, this was. I learned so much about Louis Farrakhan. By the way, there's an untold story about Louis Farrakhan's involvement in the death of uh, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. Yes. So no, I want to put death that of aside. Malcolm X. He didn't have a heart attack. The, the murder of, of Malcolm, Malcolm X. There you go. The assassination of, of Malcolm X. But Louis Farrakhan had mm-hmm. had an album that was very popular back in the day. It was called. It was the Family Day album. 
And what he talked about, and this would surprise a lot of, and I'm not defending Louis. I'm just trying to uh-huh. fill out the, I'm just trying to fill out the, fill some of the blanks in as to one of the reasons why he rose, he started rising in prominence. Like where did he come from? Okay. He was a member of Elijah Muhammad's sect and they were the black Muslims. And for a long time, you know, people didn't know, people that didn't know about Islam thought that, that they were, you know, represented Islam. That's one of the things that got Malcolm X killed when Malcolm X went to Mecca and saw what real Islam was. White and guys. he came back. He's like, wait a minute. There's some white Muslims here. It's not all this racial stuff, but that's another story. But anyway, that and Elijah trying... Muhammad's illegitimate kids that, uh, that exactly too, in keeping with the teachings that of too, Muhammad. that too. But Louis Farrakhan, in the very beginning, used to talk about financial and economic issues. He used to talk about how, and this is what with that whole Family Day album, how you go spend your money outside of your own community, and that's why inside these communities there's this poverty because there's not capitalism going on inside these communities. He also used to talk about the the need to keep family values, believe it or not, intact, and how, you know, people should refrain. Well, Hitler was a vegetarian, so, but say, see, the message was Why always, would you bring that up? The message was always To racist. smear us vegetarians. Uh, huh? Well, that's partially why I brought it up. Part, you know, look, it, you can always find something admirable about it, but if you think about what Louis Farrakhan said, it was a, it was a racial message. Black people should stick to black people. You should spend your money with black people. You should do this. You should, you should empower that. your own communities. I didn't find that what to be a racist message. Do you, do you shop? Have you ever shopped? Or you're like, I need a new shirt, but I'm going to travel until I find a, a shirt seller who has the same skin tone as I do. Because I don't no. sit there and go, you know, oh, here's a small independent bookstore. Wait, let me check on their website and see what the no, and that's proof. not what I'm suggesting. That's what Louis Farrakhan was suggesting. No, what he was suggesting back then were doing things to help strengthen the economic viability of your own neighborhood and not putting your hand out and always expecting the government to come in and save your butt. No, if there was a, a gap outlet on your corner of your block... It wasn't even a gap. They didn't want you to go. He didn't want you to go to the gap. He wanted you to go to Brother Johnson's shirt emporium and pay twice. I like the Brothers Johnson. I know it's a good, good guy. A little bit too much starch, but it's okay otherwise. That's what he was talking about. It wasn't. Don't go to this one because white people. That's what he was saying. We got to take a break. The bump music should (laughs) be from Louis Farrakhan's family album. No, thank you. We're not doing that. The chart. No, it. <laughs> James Golden. That case. beat you can cry racism to it. <laughs> w, we're going to talk about Bud Light when we get back. Prepare yourself, Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. is saying it's time to end this stupid boycott against Bud Light. We're coming back. WABC. James Golden. Snurdly. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Eight hundred. 848-WABC-800-848-9222. Coming back. Derek Hunter's here. The gang's here. Back right after this. It's Saturday! It's 
Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Yeah, baby. Commodores. The Brick House brings us back. Yeah, there's a story. I don't know whether this would qualify as a brick house. But there's a story today on a Fox about a, and this online petition, you know, anybody can petition the FAA. And a woman wrote a plus-size passenger, that's how she's being described, has written an online petition demanding that airlines change their uh, current policies to accommodate, to better accommodate plus-size customers. She says air travel should be comfortable and accessible for everyone. She's claimed that as a plus-size traveler, she and her partner have unfortunately experienced discrimination while flying. On a flight to Denver, her fiancé was subjected to hateful comments, disapproving looks. Oh, that's bad. How is that discrimination, though? Well, I if mean, I say, hey, fatty, you're fat, but you're still out on the plane. You're still out, you're, you're said mean things to you, but that's not discrimination. It's well, fatty, get some, off the plane. We don't serve your kind. That's discrimination. My God, someone, people are so stupid. Does nobody own a dictionary anymore? Somebody refused to sit next to them. And that they was probably didn't want to burn up in their atmosphere, get caught in orbit, and not be able to break free. And similarly, she says on another flight, she was uh, she was forced to occupy only one seat. <laughs> oh, forced! <laughs> she was forced. To, I was forced to drive only one car when I bought it. You know, they didn't she give was, me extra. I had stuff. My golf clubs I could have put in another car. They didn't give me a trailer to haul my other things, and there was no foot massage at all. I didn't realize that I was discriminated against. Can I? What organization is this that I can call that will fight for justice for me? The FAA. She was forced yeah. to occupy only one seat. The fat ass administration with with immovable armrest, and that caused her pain and bruises. Immovable arm. So she she want, wait. She's complaining nobody wanted to sit next to her. But she's also saying that she didn't get a seat with On another armrest so she could more easily spill over into other people's personal spaces. Derek, Derek, she was unimpeded. She needed exact no, because God forbid their hips not be smashed. Their hips, everything else gonna be their elbows are screwed because they'll be spilling over the top of the immovable armrest. But she wanted to hip check them in there. My God. Um, what it was clear is that the when is the march on Washington for this? I need to start making plans now. <laughs> you got to fly there. Uh, what is clear is that the mistreatment and discrimination of plus size passengers is unacceptable and it must be addressed. When is she going to see diabetes? 
When is she going to? She's going to go after the Walter Brimley is Wilford Brimley estate. Diabetes. I, you know, I do this thing. Oh, uh, she says, "Look, Derek, she has solutions." Okay, just just listen to her. Just solutions, make bigger okay? planes or sell fewer tickets. Solutions. She does. She, she says wants accommodations. That- we like you demanding that not only they have a vegetarian meal available. But nobody should be allowed to have any meat. It should all be, everybody gets a head of iceberg lettuce. They have to eat like an apple on the flight. And that's it, because that's what you want. She says that um, the FAA should accommodate larger passengers, including making alternative seating arrangements, seat belt extenders, larger seats. All plus size passengers should be provided with an extra free seat. Or even, or even two or three seats, depending on their size. God, well, we have to take the side of the plane off to get the forklift up there to put them in there, so they can fill their three seats, don't they? Why don't we put them in giant dog carriers in the luggage compartment? In addition. Airlines should offer a refund, a refund for plus size passengers who purchase additional seats independently. So if you buy two seats together because you need them, the airline should refund you for the second seat. Also, also, uh, larger size bathrooms for plus size travelers, priority boarding and addition, priority boarding. Standing up. Now we'll take uh, elderly passengers, those traveling with small children, and anybody who is winded walking up a three-degree incline for priority boarding. Yeah, this is uh, – or we could – I don't know. How about we make the, the gateway uh, a, a treadmill going in the other direction? <laughs> okay, how about we, Derek, we reverse uh, the foot traffic on the movable you, sidewalks at the airport, and you, maybe we can get them into a chair? Do you think that you're being a little insensitive here? Rhonda yes. has even chimed in. Rhonda, who we count on. Rhonda, for, for the wholesomeness and goodness to restore us back. Rhonda <laughs> says, people don't want to fly with a snuggler. Rhonda, where is the empathy here for any? You people do not understand what it's like to be overweight and to have to fly. I'm going to tell you that right now. You don't. You have no idea. There, you were just talking ass. about. You were just talking about. You went to the gym, and yeah. by the way, you you inspired me. By the way, I just want you to know that you went to the gym, and and, and you have lost twenty five pounds. You said as of last week, you've been yeah. to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym this week for the I first sent you time. A text I don't message know. last week after the show. So I know. Get your ass to the gym. And and you know what? And and <clears throat> I cannot wait to get back. I I wanted to get back, but you know I like the gym, and I like working. It's it's very difficult when you haven't gone in a while to try to start from the beginning again. My resting heart rate has dropped by about ten beats per minute from sixty or seventy two to sixty, and actually about twelve. Well, see, there's a surprise, people. He has a heart. But no, my blood moving machine device. Okay, because I mean, Derek. Look, I, I, I have imp- sympathy Look, people, for people, people who want help, but these people don't want help. These are the people who go, "I'm beautiful at any size," and you're wearing 
something and you're like, oh my god. I, I can see it both Span- ways, man. Spandex is not one size fits all. I don't know who told you that, but you're, they were lying to you. It was a joke. It was a dare, and they won. It, it is, you know, okay. You can be attractive at any size, but diabetes strikes more on one side of the scale than the other, and it's the side that's flat down on the ground, not the one that's catapulting people into the air. You should maybe, um, I don't know, get only two Big Macs. Like, it, it is, you did this to yourself. Avery. You did Avery. this to yourself. Avery, what were you going to say here, Avery? Don't accommodate you. Oh, no, I'm saying I can see it both ways. Right. But what's the other way? Because Derek is just, these he's going, this is. He's going in. But, yeah, I mean, I can see what you want in the flying comfort and, yeah. Who doesn't? Everybody should get a hammock. Start hammock airlines. It's, it's not fair. And you would get all the business in the world. It's not, bean it's not bag fair. Air. Derek, I mean. Beanbag air. I'd probably fly beanbag air. Make the whole thing like the vomit comet where it is just memory foam. And anybody can just go lay in there. I would love that. I would try it until I got rolled okay, over. Okay, De- Derek, Derek, right. Derek, right. can you at least acknowledge over the past decade or so, no, two decades, airline seats, especially in the coach sections, have gotten so small, you can't even put a laptop on your tray table anymore. If somebody puts their seat back, people want to fight. <laughs> Because it's like your knees get crushed. Everything. If you're, it's not just if you're well, old. Look, I'm six foot if five, and it's tall, mostly legs. Thank it's you. Mostly legs. So the people in front of me, when they, I, I uh, position my knees right in the soft spot, so that when they start to go back, it's not worth it. And ah. they push it, and it's it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and they look back, and they give me that one dirty look, and I'm like, dude, you saw me walking in. I had to duck. Like, there's not. You're gonna lose. And then they quit. I'm not trying to get on a laptop. I'm not trying to work. I'm trying to get there and get off that damn thing as quickly as possible. I don't fly for comfort. And I don't think that they've taken the same size planes and made the seats smaller because. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Yes, they have, Derek. The aisles are not very wide. Maybe they they used to only have two seats on each side or whatever. It doesn't matter. No, you have the a size of this. No, Derek. Seriously, the size of the they have airlines have shrunk the size of the seats so to that they end? can accommodate do they, do more they actually passengers. Literally, get more seats on there. Yes, they have, and 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 it's so uncomfortable now. Even people that are not overweight, for people that are just average size. Except, I'm not talking about you. Well, Mitt, my, you I've you, never flown comfortable. So I guess, like, one time I got bumped up to first class on a flight from Wisconsin to Montana, and that was glorious. But that was like an hour and a half. Uh, but I I know that I am not going to have legroom, so I either get the emergency row and pay the 10 bucks extra for that extra space, or on uh, Southwest flights, I'll pay the 15 bucks or whatever it is to board early so that I can get the very first row of seats where you where you can kick your legs out. So you make accommodations. They're not going to do anything to get you wider, but, you know, buy a girdle or something. I mean, for God's sakes, why do you get special treatment? Because, you you know, smokers wouldn't sit there and go, you know what, we demand our comfort, and you give me a crappy thing of peanuts, but I like to have a cigarette after I eat anything. So I want to be able to have a smoking section. You could take this to the point of absurdity in every way, shape, or form. Society does not or should not 
have to bow and bend over to the whims of the anomalies. It should be a wake-up call that if you're not sitting and fitting in the thing, if you're spilling over, if you're... If okay, let me just... We've had, an, we've had someone else, we got to go to a break, but I want to just say this to you before we go. How are we talking about Bud Light? A, a medical... We are going to talk about Bud Light. I just heard from one of the most brilliant medical doctors in the country, mm-hmm. Dr. Peter Miklos, and he says six foot seven men don't fit an economy. And then you talk about people. I can't. Who wants to pay a five thousand dollar fare to Europe in business class? There five thousand dollars. Let me tell you something. It's not five thousand dollars anymore, Doc. I looked at a, a flight from from New York to London in in business class. I'm not kidding. The the seats were going for twelve thousand dollars a seat. You got to pull the "Don't you know who I am?" card, but no, that doesn't six, work with the six airline. Six foot five, I can promise you, it's not super comfortable for somebody six foot five, six foot seven. I couldn't imagine, but also as somebody who's six foot five, there hasn't been a flight where I wasn't the tallest person on. And so he says some of us genetically. Se- you, if somebody eight feet needs even more room, there's nobody eight feet tall. But do you legislate and regulate based on the they, anomaly, or do you deal oh, with reality? Oh, you have opened up a can of worms now, my friend. we got to go take a break. We're coming right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. James, welcome aboard. Nice to see you again, sir. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Bruno Mars brings us back on WABC. It's the Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. The gang's here. And Derek, you just mentioned before the break. Oh, what are we supposed to do? Regulate? You know, the government used to actually do that, and yeah, many of us the worst don't case, like. They would order. Me- uh, they would regulate within broad parameters, but they wouldn't take the worst. Democrats did it. Democrats would say, "Oh, you're thinking about slowing the rate of increase on Social Security," and they would call it a draconian cut. And they would find the one grandma in all of the land who was eating cat food, probably because of a neuroses. But they would say, she's eating cat food, and she's going to be forced to eat even more cat food if you cut her Social Security check. And you go, oh, all right, well, then I guess we'll keep steaming towards that iceberg out there because it'll probably swerve. You can't regulate things. There's going to be somebody who is 7 feet 11, like a minute bull to come along. And you go, you know what? He needs to be comfortable in Southwest Airlines. That's not the way the world works. We don't have to accommodate the anomalies. Look at Budweiser just got into trouble for that. The anomaly being Dylan Mulvaney. Like that dude is, he tucks it back and I'm a, he plays his girl face and they go, you know what? That's who we should cater to because that will broaden our appeal. It won't broaden your appeal. It ended up narrowing it. One of the things that was suggested is that, uh, there are, there are people who are genetically large who are punished. By flying in these tiny width seats, and that puts them at risk, medical risk, for leg clots, uh, 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 venous throm- 
thromboembolism. By the way, you know what? Remember Tim Russett? Remember what? Remember? Do you remember what took Tim Russett out? It was after one of these long flights, and that happens to a lot of people if they have to in, stay on these flights a long time. And that's what it was telling you: get up, get up out of your seat, and move because you can clot up if you're tall. Now, one of the suggestions came just simple: just put two rows in and set up two rows in the back of economy or in economy for the taller or the whatever section. Yes, it means that you will not be able to squinch as many people in there like their cattle. No, segregation forever. Now, look. Oh, my gosh. Well, come I mean, on. Derek, you, half you, of the company, okay, do you, you understand? The genetic do you readout. not understand that half show of the Show me the are, genetic readout that says that somebody's 500 pounds because of their glands, and I would have much more sympathy. But let me look through their cupboards, and I promise you there's not going to be a lot of oats. Do you understand that half this country is officially overweight? I understand that. From do what we, we used to. A, do you okay. understand that's so, not a good thing? That's not a good thing. It is not a good Lizzo thing. Says, but that, that's but not that a good is, thing, and we should probably try to do something about that. And instead of burning calories, well, ironically burning calories, trying to accommodate people who aren't burning enough calories, we try to get the people who aren't burning enough calories to burn some calories. And, you know, national, how about you just eat some salad day? And all that sort of thing. And encourage people to get off their butts and say, you know what? This isn't, we don't want to end up like that world in Wall E where everybody is morbidly obese and nobody's walking and they all ride around on these scooters. These, the scooters that you see, they don't have them because somebody's got really bad hips and whatever. They, you get a hip replacement. People you see rolling around Disneyland on scooters are there because they made too many trips to the donut shop. Okay, there are Derek, rare exceptions, you, you but you can cannot keep... govern to the exceptions. Derek, it is not governing to the exception to confront reality, whether we like it or not. Everything that you said, by the way, about we should be incentivized to to become more healthy is absolutely right. And thank Gym you membership again. Fully tax deductible. There you go. And then, you know, go down that road if that's what you want to do. Derek, at the same time, you have to confront reality. And the reality is with half of the country overweight, it's time for these airlines to stop acting as if the only – look, guess what? The only way, and I know this from experience, for larger people to actually be somewhat comfortable is buy a first-class ticket. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that doesn't make any sense. Are you with willing to pay the, more so that somebody else is comfortable? Are you willing to pay more so – not you, somebody else. I'm willing to pay more for my own airline. Twenty percent more that. for everybody, for uh, so that they can remove I don't know twenty percent of the the chairs and readjust the thing. Are you willing to pay more? Okay. Or do you want to just regulate that they have to do it and they have to eat the cost because they're operating on pretty thin margins already, and you would be dooming some of them to collapse or more consolidation in the airline industry? It's you can't just throw a rock into a pond. And there not be ripples, James. You know this. You might not be thinking about it right now, but you know this. So are you willing to what, pay what more? I do, I'm are you willing what, to pay more? Yes. Mm, I doubt it. For airlines, because we are paying more anyway. Have you seen We're the fares? More and more, 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 more. We're paying more because of Biden's gas tax. Look, I'm not saying that this woman, and I don't agree with her, give me a free seat and all that nonsense. 
All I'm saying is that what the airlines have done to me is borderline criminal. If you want to they make two know, rows available with more width, two rows instead of two seats, instead of three seats, two seats, but you got to pay more for them, but you get to avoid the humiliation of sitting in two seats. It's just a bigger seat, and you've got to pay the price of a seat and a half or whatever. That's fine. That's not the accommodation she's talking about or you're talking about in this story. This is you get what you pay for. You go into a storage unit, you can buy a small closet, or you can buy a small apartment and put your stuff in there, depending on what you need. If you want to sell airline seats like that and design airline seats that can be reconfigured in the course of, like if you take a train, train seats can go one way, and then they just flip the switch, kick it around, and it's facing the other way, depending on which way the train is going. If you can come up with bench seats or whatever for a certain section of the plane that's going to cost you more, and not me more, not anybody else more, and you can choose to take those seats, then fine, absolutely go for it. And they come in and rejigger the the seats there. But if you want everybody else to pay more so that you're convenienced, that is the epitome of selfishness, and you lose me. And I don't have any sympathy for that. It doesn't matter if it's glandular or not. I don't need to accommodate you. I don't run around saying you need to accommodate me. Uh, Derek, you have given us a lot to, uh, I'm sure you're going to be hearing about this. Keep your radio on for the rest of the show, Derek. As you Bring the hate. Column. I'll write a column and, and, and while I sit here and get hated and send text messages as appropriate. <laughs> well, I, I love you, Derek. I want to thank you one more time for the inspiration because you did, between you and my nurse, my private duty nurse. You all got me back in the gym. What are you gym. doing today that's so great that you couldn't spare I'm going to go to the gym. There you go. For a little bit. Or else I'm going to do something active. Move your ass around the neighborhood. Do something. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back on WABC. First hour of our radio extravaganza in the can. Two more to go. Don't go away. Yes, your phone calls. Thank you for waiting. We are going to get to call soon. <sighs> Derek Hunter, boy, he knows how to stir it up. And America's small caffeinated mom is going to be with us, too. So, lot to go. Keep it right here.